When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome this, to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan. Dennis Dick, uh, I anticipate, will join us later on in the hour. But this is how you know it's a really weird market because Dennis is just snowed under uh, in trades right now. And it's a really hard market to make sense of. We're going to try to make sense of it for you uh, for the next hour. But it is weird out there. You had just, you know, we got the pop yesterday in the pre-market on the Pfizer headline. And we leaked all day, and we continued leaking. Uh, for the most part, some uh, sectors have reversed. Some have not. There's been just wicked rotation across the board to say nothing of, of earnings and stock offerings and other headlines out there. It's just a really, really strange market right now. It's been a re- weird start to the week. Joel, why don't you give us some levels here, and we can try to make sense of this thing. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, traders and investors. Uh, I'm perplexed here. Uh, I mean, that was definitely a sell the rip opportunity yesterday as we came in all day. Uh, the fact to me, you know, as I'd like to put orders out overnight at, at different levels, I had dreamed that we would get down to the the overnight low from yesterday. Yesterday's low was 1575 and we got to 11 and a quarter overnight. So there's a big area for you on the downside. And also if you take, you know, let's just go back to about, you know, 23 hours or 25 hours when we got that Pfizer news, we're about 25 handles below that level. So what, what's Mr. Market trying to tell us here? This is going to be, I don't know, not a turnaround Tuesday, but this could be a very interesting trading session. And uh, I think for the rest of the week for this market needs to get back up there and doesn't have to get back up to 3668. But we certainly need to get green on the session and get back near 3600. Uh, crude is in the green by 36 cents at 4065. Uh, sold off overnight, but that came back as well. Uh Gold getting back some of the losses from yesterday. That's up 25 and a half at 1879.80. Once again, silver rebounding here. That's up 56 cents at 24.26 and a half. And Bitcoin, with all the volatility, with everything that's going on, it's hanging in there, uh, not doing much. It's down $75 at 15,375. So Joel, like, let's just start with the the futures, or we can go to spy. Uh, when's the last time? When's the last time you've seen, in in your own words, a round trip like that? Like, it's rare enough to see uh, a pop, a rally the way we did. Uh, we, I mean, we we were limited up in, in the Russell futures yesterday morning, uh, and to see it give it all those gains back on the same day. I mean, can you remember? And then. I- um, I mean, you've had, I mean, it felt like the worst up 1% day ever, you know, when you put it in, into perspective. No, I, I don't, I can't, I can't, re- I mean, I've seen major reversals and stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, I haven't. I haven't. And, um, I think just overall, you know, what the market's saying, we even got some good Lily news today is that, yeah, we got some great news yesterday, 
but pandemics don't end in a day off one you know one report and i think we still have some other you know we have some political things going on yeah. so when you look at these if you don't look at these big tech stocks and think that they're not going to help you know we need those tech stocks to go and you're looking at them now and you got the s&p's down you know, three tenths of a percent. You got Apple down one, you know, one point one six percent. That's not good. You have uh, Microsoft down two percent. That's not good. You have Amazon down one point seven two percent. That's not good. I mean, just going across the board here in the tag. So this is a wicked rotation here. And we've seen this rotation happen for like a day or two. And then the, and then they change their mind. So. I don't know if that's going to happen this time. And, and the banks are up. They're like, you know, Dennis is trying to, he tries to make sense out of these, you know, and do the statistical arb right now. I think there's so many relationships, so many different changes uh, going on that I, I can understand why he's yeah. And so like, this is also what, like, this is what makes uh, a, like, uh, this is what makes it hard for Dennis right now is like to markets like these are sort of like, the the only times when Dennis's strategy, like if you can say there's a flaw in it, it, it's it's this because when relationships go out the window, that that sort of ruins everything, right? And the relationships are really really weird right now. Like for example, um, you can look at the, the financials are just they just kept on going, yeah, right? They never exactly. they never stopped yesterday, and they haven't stopped again this morning. The banks are all up here. JP Morgan, Bank of America, more, they're all Goldman Sachs, Morgan they're all up, right? So uh, on the one hand, you've got trash like that uh, that's up. On the other hand, you've got uh, – oh, and energy too for that matter, although we're definitely off those highs here. We've sold off in the past few minutes. That's more related to oil. Uh, but on the other hand, you've got like the fact that all these airlines and cruise stocks, which, yeah, I guess are, are up here a little bit too, but they, they sold off hard at the open. And, and gave back a lot of those gains yesterday. So it's sort of like, well, which trash do we want to buy? Which trash do we want to sell? I, I don't really know. So like you, you can understand why someone who's doing like a, a relationship-based strategy right now is, 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 is snowed under because the, the relationships don't make a ton of sense. There, there's and, a lot and, of- and how many times have we seen the market go higher without the participation of big tech, like you said? Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very rare. So- I don't know. I mean, granted, we are we're going lower here, so I should point that out. I mean, the cues are that. I mean, the cues are. I don't think. Yeah, and Spencer, you said Bank America. Did you said the banks are trash? I, you know, not. I know what you were saying. The stocks that have been underperforming on yeah, this rally. Stocks, so. stocks have not participated this year in the rally. There's been a massive rally this year. Banks have not participated. That's what I meant. And and in one day. That's supposed to change. So we'll see one day, two days, three days. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times to be like aggressive, you know, in, in the markets. And like today's a day where I, I'm really going to be I'm really going to be interested in the ranges. I'm really going to see if we can get green. We sh- if the if the uh, if the news is as good as we thought it was yesterday, then we should be green. We should be green today by the end of today's session. And that could happen. That very well could happen. You got the Monday move. Um, I mean, there's good levels all over the place. We got we got earnings. There's a lot of things going on. But, uh, you know, the market, <laughs> the market's always right. We're not always right. So right. just have to take the information that's given to you and try and make the best kind of decisions possible. Uh, and then also, if, if you look at a lot of these, like, quote, unquote, reopening stocks, the first thing I noticed this morning was that they all they all opened higher, they, like AMC opened higher and it sold off a dollar. Opened at five, or it got to five at at, at whatever four thirty a.m. Yeah. It was down to four. They all they all popped again at the open and they're all selling off throughout the morning here. So is this just, just a repeat of yesterday? I don't know. And that you got you got Peloton up, you know, three seventy four. That was a big big thrashing well, yesterday. Peloton, Peloton is up because they announced. Beyonce. That, yeah, you yeah. don't question the power of an influencer, the power of Beyonce or Oprah or the Kardashians. Uh, they can move stocks, believe it or not. And so Peloton's up this morning on that Beyonce collaboration. But it, so that doesn't really fit with the pattern. But I see what you're saying. 
Yep. All right. Well, let's uh we had some let's do uh let's do some earnings. We got some earnings after the close. We should go to Beyond Meat, probably. We talked about <laughs> yeah. this one yesterday uh at on the at the close show. Uh Beyond Meat had a really, really weird day. Earnings notwithstanding. If you just go to that yeah. look at that chart yesterday, that, that internet chart, it was just a really strange day. It had uh McDonald's headline. They're, they collaborated with, with McDonald's on on some new products, and uh, they dropped and they popped. And, I mean, it looks like a U basically. And then they had earnings after close, and I don't yeah, know I what happened. If if the analysts were just way off, or if the company just completely completely missed. Uh, I mean, the, the the numbers did miss. That the, the numbers are so bad that. The guys on our news desk actually wrote that the, the EPS may not compare to the estimate. That's how you know it's bad. If it's not comparable or if it's so bad that it looks like it's not comparable. So anyway, Beyond Meat lost 28 cents per share last quarter versus a five cent gain estimate. Sales also missed horribly $94 million versus $132 million estimate. So wow. a big miss on the top and the bottom line for Beyond Meat, if you look at the year over year, year over year numbers, I mean there there was a slight slight revenue gain year over year, and a uh, of course a gigantic earnings earnings drop year over year because of the pandemic. But uh, I, I mean the bottom line here, if you go back to the previous quarter or two quarters ago, th- their losses only widened. Like they lost two cents per share in in Q2, and in Q3 they lost twenty eight cents per share. So their losses are getting worse. And I don't know this. Wow. They took out. We had uh, we did. We drew this line yesterday. I don't even know if you got a shot to whack this thing in one forty one fifty one. You had that low from yesterday that was right in that area. And then you had two other lows here. So if you were so inclined to whack this thing going through one forty one. Congratulations. I mean, that was a nice level to hit. We got to 10560. Um, I'll just say I'm not gonna make a lot of technical comments on this, but uh I think there's two problems with Beyond Meat burgers. One, they really they don't taste great. I mean, if you compare it to a burger, right? And number two, I think they taste okay. They taste okay, oh but and they're expensive. They are expensive, yes. So I, I was never a you know a super believer on the way up or the way down. Um, you know, fundamentally, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. The public has spoken, and uh, boy, this if this is a head and shoulders top off this formation here, that was a big old left shoulder, then a big old right shoulder, and you came down sixty points. So uh, I don't know. I mean. The stock, I, I, I don't want to own it at any price. Pre-market low, as I mentioned, 105.60. And what do you got? I mean, I see nothing on the monthlies until under 100 bucks. So Yeah, well, I mean, if you go back and look back to that IPO, I mean, how high did we get, Joel? To 240 almost? Oh, the all-time high, yeah. That was 240. That, that, that run-up was in uh, 239.71 in July 2019. Yeah, I mean, and you've got the analysts sort of running to its defense this morning. You've got uh, UBS and Piper Sam. They're both upgrading it to. Yeah, well, time. price I mean, is low. Good job. I mean, if, yeah, if you're going to upgrade it, you know, and you, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to buy low. Uh, but um, I mean, I buy them, we eat them, we have them in the freezer, you know. We have them every once in a while. Oh, and so also on that McDonald's thing from yesterday, so that that drop was because I guess it wasn't quite clear the relationship between Beyond Meat and McDonald's for these new based products. So McDonald's came out and said that like they're not Beyond Meat, they're not using Beyond Meat. And then Beyond Meat came out and said, no, no, we like worked with McDonald's on creating these products. So I'm still not quite clear. I don't think people go to McDonald's to get a Beyond Meat burger. I I, I don't know. Anyway, beyond bottom line here, Beyond Meat not looking good. Uh, That story looks like it is over, at least for now. Uh, I mean, again, you you, you hate to see losses winding that that drastically, but that's what they did. Yeah, people, you know, like cup, you know, people like the taste. I mean, it's it it was it was a fad, and is it will it rise from the ashes again? We will see. 
All right. Uh, what about like the the drug stocks from that led the charge yesterday? We had Pfizer, we had BNTX, BNTX had earnings uh, after the close, and on top on top of that, we had Eli Lilly. Uh, they got the emergency use authorization for their emergency youth. What did I say? Emergency use authorization for. Oh man, let me see if I can get this one right. I've been practicing all night. Bamlanivimab. I'm pretty sure I got that right. That's Eli Lilly's treatment for COVID. Uh, so you've got uh, BNTX is, is is open higher. Like I said, a lot of these stocks. They, open yeah. Eli Lilly is 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 up on that headline. Uh, Pfizer, I you know you know gave back gains yesterday, but they again they, it opened higher. So you've got these three sort of these three stocks that you would think would be driving us higher here. And, and it is that you know that that was just too much too fast for all Pfizer there Pfizer moving five bucks historically hasn't been a great stock I mean anybody that you know people were just ringing the register on that the pre-market high was 4251 um open 4186 and then hit 4199 there must have been a zillion to sell at 42 and then it turned. So if you were buying that thing off the open, you found out very quickly you're wrong. It probably a little bit harder to cover on the short side because you weren't going to fill the gap. Right. And now you're rebounding again today. So once again, you know, Pfizer's up, it's trading up the, you know, some buyers here. Once again, I'll just focus on that pre-market high. That pre-market high comes in just around $41. So either could be, paper that was stacked at 42 could be a 41 now we've backed off uh, uh 47 cents on that so big level big level for that uh 40 uh 41 what, what is the exact pre-market high let me give it to you just like 41.10, 41.20 it actually got to and we're 70 cents off that so there you go there's there's a very uh, there's a good level uh, in pfizer on the downside you got to use the close as support. And then yesterday, you know, even if it goes red a little bit, though, I, I think it's going to wind in a range. That's what Pfizer does for a couple of days and it'll make its next move. All right. I want to go back to the, the earnings here. Uh, sure. I, I want to go to, there were some big names, but not a, not a lot that really interests me. I want to go to Jemiah here. They reported this morning. Uh, it's not a super widely covered stock, so I don't see any estimates for them, but there are numbers. They lost 23 cents per share uh, last quarter on overall revenue uh, of thirty, just over $39 million. Actually, sure. that, I do have an estimate for that revenue number. The revenue number missed slightly, missed by about 5%. So uh, $39 million revenue, lost 23 cents per share last quarter, down this morning in the pre-market. Uh, how hard did we get on this one? We got above 20 for sure. Uh, yeah. In the, uh, you mean the recent rally? Yeah, yeah. We got to like twenty three, right? Three eight, no, nineteen sixty one. Oh was no, I, I meant like in in like in August, but oh, I, oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're down to like twelve this morning. Yeah, that's. I mean, look at the. It had a heck of a run, so they needed to blow it away. Uh, you're sitting down here, uh, down three eighteen at twelve eighty two, and I mean. I guess no one's stepping up on the buy. People are stepping up on the buy side a little bit and people are willing to sell it to them. You're in a tight range here near the bottom of the pre-market range. So no sign yet here that we're going to turn it around. Uh, if you're waiting for a gap fill, uh, ooh, 12 night, you're, you're filling a gap that you had from October 16th. So you're falling right into this area uh, the low on that day was 1163. I don't, you're going to, I don't, I don't think you're going to see that today. Uh, nice run up though. And they didn't blow it away and just giving it back a lot of the move quickly. Um, I don't know how, if this is a heavily shorted stock at all, but you know, if you were jammed here from the middle of October and all the way up, or if you wanted to buy the stock and you just missed it, you just didn't chase it up. Here's a reset. I'll keep an eye on that. Uh, there's a pair of 1163. I think if you're interested in this long term, see if you can get it under 12 bucks over the next couple of days. There was a load 1151 to 1163. And that's uh, going back. So that's what I'll look on that. 1280 continuing to uh, head lower. Maybe get it on the cheap. Maybe get it under 12 bucks today. I should mention that a couple of uh, companies looked at the rally. Uh, yesterday and thought we should do a stock offering 
because that is what's happening uh, this morning. There are two on my radar. If there are more, drop them in the chat if I missed them. But American Airlines was, was the big one from this morning. They actually announced a 38.5 million share offering uh, of Common, and they priced that actually at $13 per share. Uh-huh. And then Kraft Heinz also had their own offering. Uh, this is by Morgan Stanley, and that is, was priced at $30.38. So we That's have- exactly where it's trading. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, dilution's never good. You know, use those levels as, you know, as a swing level. It uh, looks like the American Airlines is holding as yeah, support. We'll see if people flip it out or if it gets under 13 and some more downside. You had the good news yesterday. This uh, this Kraft Heinz, I mean, this thing just can't get out of way of itself. Uh, you see, you've got the major resistance. Hit that at yesterday's high at 3250. Oh, sorry. Uh, 3250 is a major resistance, but what you guys want to see, just use that 3038 as support. But overall, the stock's just been a dog. So I don't know. I don't know who's participating in the offering on the daily charts. You got another low at uh, 30 bucks, 29.96. American Airlines is holding that offering price. That's a good sign. Ah, is he going to go back and give you another shot to fill the gap at 1150? I, I think it just all depends on if this market rolls over or not. Uh, We've mentioned on this show that one strategy that tends to work, uh, at least for Dennis, is buying stocks ahead of a big event uh, that we know is coming. Uh, There are two events happening this week that uh, were on our radar, the Apple event today and Alibaba's Singles Day tomorrow. That trade has not worked, though. We, we already discussed oh. Apple is down again. Apple kind of trading with the rest of tech here, but Alibaba uh, down this morning, down yesterday. Uh, so that trade has not worked. I think those, I mean, in normal market environments, <laughs> right? Not normal. Yeah. I think in normal market environments and earnings, those things are probably a little bit, you know, more accurate. Uh, and we are definitely, definitely not in that time. Uh, for you Bobsters out there, it's all about this this 280. I mean, you came down there uh, the first day when that Ant IPO. I mean, that's all completely off the table now, right? That like, Ant, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 28078 was that low, and then you undercut it, went to 7960 and rallied. Now you're coming down again from the third time. I and you're only three bucks above it. I think I think you got some more room, and you you have. These two lows here, but uh, 280, keep an eye on that. If that goes today, I think you see more downside in Baba, regardless of the event coming tomorrow. So you can play it whatever way you want. S&Ps are really undecided, too. Um, I mean, we went down to 30, 35, 32, 33, back up at 35, 40. All right, uh, 822, want to uh, remind or mention again for all our uh, listeners who tuned in late, Dennis uh, Dick will hopefully be joining us later in the hour. He is snowed under with trades, or he was last time we spoke to him like 45 minutes ago. Uh, our guest today will be Mike Franz, and I mentioned that. Mike uh, was yep, on this should be last interesting. week. He is a, an election trader, uh, and that's still going on. So we'll talk about that because he, I'm sure, has had a very – interesting week and it's still going especially with uh the runoff in georgia so we'll talk to him about about how he traded uh last week and how he's trading uh the various races going forward here that'll be at 8 35 uh let's go to we got a lot of news today i mean there was like the overall macro picture which is really weird as we've discussed but you got a lot of individual news i also want to talk about lowe's here l-o-w uh this was a report from bloomberg that lowe's uh was sniffing around hd supply hds and Lowe's actually issued a, p- a press release denying that rumor. Um, so y- you don't see that too often. But they issued a, a PR at 7.45 last night. And they said, uh, that we are not in discussions with the HD supply. And we have no plans to pursue a transaction with them. Lowe's went from being up two bucks to down 15 bucks. Is that is that what I'm looking at here? Is that correct? Uh Yep. Yep. <laughs> Man, this is weird. Ah, boy, oh boy. I guess if you were looking at, you know, well, yes, it opened right at the previous days. Hi. I mean, 
152.93. I mean, that will stop the bleeding. You had another low here at 151.89. So give yourself a little bit of room. But man, that's even a monthly level here, too. What's in the monthlies? Uh, 148.71 was, a, I mean, you just for long term, and I am in this one long term, and I'm not going to sell it. But boy, oh boy, you draw a line here on the monthlies. You tell me what happens if this thing takes out 150. I mean, there's a lot of room to go. So for bulls like me, you just want to hold on. You want to hold on to 150 here. More downside did. Uh, and then HDS, I mean, they, they probably got a pop. and Right? You got a pop off that. That had a big day yesterday. That came in as well as the you uh, know, that stay guy, at home. Did that trade. get $55? Is that what I'm seeing? Uh, yeah, 55. Oh, my goodness, people! People, wow. if you're if you're buying that at four o'clock at 55, um, man, oh man, be careful on your you know, wake up a little bit earlier and maybe have some coffee. Well, uh, well this was yesterday. That was that was, was that yesterday. Oh, that was after hours. After okay, hours. yeah, geez, wow, please, 55 even, hmm. Well, after a day like yesterday, and then to get a, you know, to what did it trade up to yesterday? Yesterday's high was uh, it opened at the high, pretty more or less. Yeah, by thirty cents, forty six ninety three. Uh, big love. How's home? How's Home Depot? Did if Home Depot had a kind of bar like that yesterday? Look at that too. Oh wow! And that's bouncing back a little bit. Wow, a lot of strange bars out there, folks. I, you know, um, hope everyone did okay yesterday. It was definitely, uh, definitely a tricky market. And I think today, I don't think you're going to get any resolution today. I think you're going to get a lot of chop and slop. People are trying to figure out what to do. But uh, S and P's are are down five handles, uh, and I think the Dow futures are up. I'm not even keeping an eye on them. But boy, you got a lot of divergence here. In the markets, I see J and J up a buck forty-two, Pfizer up a buck thirty-nine. But uh, let's go to the Lily News. Yeah, I just want to go. So, speaking of the Dow futures, Dow futures are up, like you said, Joel. They're up 0.6 percent. Uh, Nasdaq futures are getting cracked down 1.4 percent, and then the mini S and Ps are uh, more or less flat. I mean, they're in the red, but they're only down by 0.18 percent. So flat compared to the Dow and the, and, and the Nasdaq. Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Uh, it, Lily. Well, we already covered that, but they had, we the, didn't do the price action. No, uh, we didn't do the price action. Right. So again, the news was last night, they got emergency youth auth- use authorization from the FDA for their COVID treatment. And that, that was out last night. Uh, 149. Keep an eye on that folks. You hit that backed off trading 147.36 absolutely has to take out that pre-market high of 149. They got real excited over that one when it got over 150 a couple days ago. Not a great day yesterday, but, uh, you know, up six bucks here. I mean, the longer it takes to get over 149 in this thing, I think more of a chance to see this thing roll over. Not sure how low you can get after getting a, you know, six buck lead on things, but very important to get over that one, that 149. Something else we didn't mention from yesterday after the close, Norwegian reported. This is wild. Norwegian's up now in the pre-market this morning. This report was, I, I mean, as you, you can expect, it was really bad, right? I mean, I'll give you the numbers here. Uh, they lost $2.35 per share last quarter on a revenue of $6.5 million. Both of those numbers were dramatically below the consensus estimates by a mile. Like the revenue estimate was at over 10 and a half million and they reported six and a half million. So huge misses on the earnings and the revenue. I don't know how you can even put estimates on these companies right now. They're not even, <laughs> they don't have any cruises. Uh, anyway, it's up in the pre-market. I, I don't know why. Uh, just cause it, you don't have to have a reason, but, uh, really keep a close on this one. Uh, if you're a long-term trader in this one, or even a short-term trader, keep an eye on this 23 bucks because you got up there or I imagine, was it early in yesterday's session? No. Uh, that, what time did we get up to 2305? It must've been uh later in the day, but you got, you got that pop and then 
boom. After our pre-market, was it pre-market trading from this morning or was that after the, yeah, uh, hit 23. So there, there's your roadblock, folks. This thing's got to get over 23 and just keep on going. Not looking good here. Uh, it's 90 cents away. So I, I will just stick with that that resistance level as just each star for Norwegian cruise lines. And you don't want to see it go red on the day. All right. Uh, 8 to 30 here. We'll have our guest, Mike, friends on five minutes. And then, and then I want to do some ticker time. Uh, so there's really only sure. one more thing on my list. And that was this Target uh, deal, Target and Ulta Beauty. They, they announced this pretty much as the show was starting a strategic partnership. Uh, Ulta uh, Beauty uh, will debut at uh, 100 or over 100 Target stores nationwide. They'll, they'll, they'll have special section on target.com. Uh, ULTA popped on that headline tar- uh, and it's awful size now. Target popped, though not as much. You got to get into yesterday's. Wait, you're at, uh, where are you at here? 285? Or excuse me, 265. Whew, this is tough. I mean, look at that range from yesterday. If this is the good news that everyone thinks it is, and then this should go up to 27605. Uh, but it's not after selling off all day. I'd use the uh, the close. At, I mean, this is really in, after the gap up and then the sell off. This is in the absolute middle of no man's land. With these kind of things, I mean, it's gonna is this it's gonna happen immediately? But is it gonna take a quarter? Is it gonna take two quarters? I mean, are there are people that uh, uh, shop at Target? No, are they really Ulta Beauty people? I don't know. And I've never looked at so many charts and just looked at them and like, what the hell am I looking at here? Sell the news. That's what you're looking at. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, we well, got four minutes before Mike yeah, comes. In. I what? wanted to look at. I don't know if you looked at Penn. Yesterday, Penn National Gaming, but I, I noticed this chart yesterday uh, after hours. I looked at it. Was that an all-time high? If it wasn't, it was damn close. Oh boy, it, it, may, it may not have been. But Holy man, it is very close. Very, the all-time high was back in September, I think. But it was right there. It was right there, and then just whoosh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Just a strange, strange. Look at that! You got overset. Did it open near there as well? Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, no, it opened seventy-two ten and ran to seventy-five seventy-five, uh, just short of the all-time high, uh, seventy-six sixty-two. But you had this other. I mean, you get the you get the high, but then you get people that are protecting the high, and those were seventy-five seventeen, seventy-five forty-six. Then they came down right in that. Boy, that was. If you saw that thing over 75 after this kind of moved to 55 back in five days, I mean, just sold on strength and then sold on weakness. Uh, trading down 58 cents in the in the pre-market. As, as crazy as it's been, you do have three lows in the same area. 6190, 6131, and 62.77. And so I'll just use the lowest one of those 6190 after 6190, man, 57.52 is your next low. Boy, these are what did uh what did DraftKings do yesterday? It's not as extreme. No, not at wow, what a, 75 bucks. I mean, people, if you're I sure hope no one in the chat bought this thing at 75 bucks. I mean. Wait, Holy, what? I said, I sure hope no one in the chat bought this up at 75 bucks yesterday because all those levels. Oh, oh for pen. Okay. For yeah, pen. for pen. No, no. Yeah. Yep. But uh, all right. Still chop and slop here in the S&Ps. We are just chewing up this, uh, this 3530 handle uh, during the pre-market. I don't think we've traded over 3540 or under 3530. Uh, let's just do one from our chat before we go to our guest. Let's look at Zoom Info, ZI. They had earnings after the close yesterday. Yeah. The earnings beat, the sales beat. They gave some guidance for the for Q4 and for the year that were just above the analyst estimates. So uh, you can say that's good guidance. And again, the, the top line and the bottom line beat for the third quarter. I mean, third, uh, 36, I mean, just under 36. It's called lower 36 handle. There's your support and 
this got up anywhere near 42. I mean, I'll throw out this high, but this high was right at 42, uh, 42.17, another high. So let's just call 42 uh, major resistance for if we can get there. Uh, doesn't look like it right now. It looks like you got a little seller at 40 here even. So, uh, and then on the downside, you see this low here, the bottom, this little bit of a range, uh, 35 and a half, but you're up to 47. Let's see if it can push through that 40. Spoo's just lost six points. I looked away. We're at 35, 39. Now we're at 35, 33, uh, 835 Spencer. Uh, you want to bring on Mr. France? I do. I want to bring him on right now. Uh, Mike France, as I mentioned, he was on our show last week ahead of the election. Joins us now on pre-market prep. He's an election Trader, I guess we can call him an election trader. I, I don't see your video, Mike. I see your oh, video, but I don't see your camera. I don't see your face, I should say. Yeah, uh, it says uh, it says I'm on. I'm not sure what's going on here. We hear you, and that's good enough. Uh, Mike, you probably had a really strange Tuesday. Uh, I know oh, man. that predict it, which is what you trade on. It looked like it was down like all night on Tuesday. It was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Um, it's it's gone down before, you know, they have these election nights and the volume just gets so high that it overwhelms their, their servers, I suppose. And, uh, it, so I was a little bit ready for it, you know? Um, but, uh, it still, it, it happened earlier than I was expecting. So, you know, I'll talk in Eastern time, but you know, the Georgia results were supposed to start coming in at 5 PM. So at about, 3 p.m. I'm starting to work out of positions and kind of, you know, close open orders. But about 20 minutes earlier than I was ready, it just completely shut down and made it so I couldn't access anything. And I still had probably like, oh man, not that many open orders, but maybe like on 20 different markets, maybe 15 different markets, I had open orders. So I'm like trying everything to get in. You know, I'm just like refreshing, refreshing, refreshing for like, you know, two hours, you know, and, and maybe at like two points, I actually get in to like cancel one order. So in my head, like other people are trading and hitting my orders and I'm getting run over. Oh no. But, but then all of a sudden it turns back on and I couldn't even tell you what time it was, but when it turns back on, I realized like almost no trades have been made and the markets were just frozen. So I have this like amazing 30 second maybe window that I wasn't ready for where like bids and offers are still up for things that have totally moved. You know, like at this point, Trump has taken the lead on the evening and, you know, I'm, I'm able to buy Trump for like 35 cents when he should be at like 70 cents. You know, he's at like 70 cents on other markets. So it, uh, it was a crazy evening. Were you hedged when that happened or? Oh, no. and I, I, you know, that that's kind of the goal is like before results start coming out, I want to be totally hedged. Right. But it just caught me a little early and I was on hedge. Um, so it was a complete body slam. But then when the markets turned back on, it was such a crazy, like, I'd say I had less than a minute of just like, you know, probably like like Dennis was yesterday morning when that news hit, where it's like, oh my gosh, everything's mispriced, and I've just got to hit as much as I can, and I pretty much made made up for it with that like one minute of just wow. hitting things that are like completely mispriced. Wait, and and you you don't know what, what time that was? Was that like? Uh, I would guess it was around eight thirty ish Eastern time. But I mean, just time was turned off in my head at that point. Well, so I get like what, when you say things are mispriced, was it like the market mispriced in, in favor of one of Trump or Biden? And we, I'm, well, it, it, at, at that point, Trump looked like he was going to run away with it. Yep. Yep. So at that point it was by Trump. Right. Um, and you know, just buying them across the board. So I, it's, it's one of those things where you like, I realize this is happening and that the market hasn't moved in three, you know, two or three hours. So it's like buy Trump everywhere I can, but there's other people doing it at the exact same time, you know? So I'm, you know, first I'm hitting it in like the easy markets. Then I'm going to like, will the vice president be a woman? You know, then I'm going to more obscure markets. Like will the winner of the South Carolina primary, which is Joe Biden win the presidency, you know? Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the easy stuff kind of goes away pretty quick. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of like a gold rush all of a sudden. Um, 
but it, it truly just like made up for the losses I took by leaving those open orders. So that's the big kick myself of this cycle is that I just should have closed things out. I mean, literally 20 minutes early. Yeah, but you had no way of knowing the site was in a crash. I know, I know. Business. So how did the market progress? I, assuming the sites stayed open, but like, how did the market progress as the night went on, as as Biden started to, started to pick up more states? It looked like he might get Arizona early on in the night. Uh, he looked like he might get Texas, but then that went to Trump. Trump won yep. big in Florida. How how did how did the the that mar- those markets progress for you as we started to get what little clarity we got on Tuesday night? Yeah, and, and that's like the most interesting thing about this is like you're listening to the news in one ear, but you're looking at the markets with your eyes and the markets are, in my opinion, a lot more accurate than the news, right? So like Texas, you know, the, the news is making it sound on election night, like Texas is still up for grabs. There's not right. enough for us to say definitively, but on the prediction markets, it's like Texas is at like 95%. Like Texas really quickly went in Trump's favor. It never looked bad. Okay. Um, Arizona is kind of of the 50 states, the one that went the furthest and then came back. You know, and it's probably because you have Fox News and the Associated Press announcing that Biden won Arizona. So Arizona did go to like, oh, it probably hit 95, 96, maybe 97 percent of uh, Biden win and then backed off. And even, you know, like in the last two days, it's been back at only like 75 percent Biden win. Um, and that's really one of the only ones left right now that's not like at 100%. You know, you've just got a few that are more in like the, the 80s right now. So there's oh, a yeah. So I, I, like I'm, I'm looking at the map here. I see Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, yeah. Georgia, uh, and Nevada. And I guess those are the ones that it took until Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to get some more clarity on. Uh, so there are still some markets there, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a little bit of action. I mean, I'm still on, you know, a few times every day, but it's, I would say as of maybe like Friday, it's kind of like, okay, now I'm not on 16 hours a day anymore. You know, like, you know, like no, there's maybe 12 or 15 markets that I'm kind of trading right now, but it just doesn't, you know, the, I'm out of the tunnel. The, the big push is finally over. Um, so, you know, there's a little action, you know, you said a few minutes ago, those Georgia markets that should bring some good trading days in January or whatever that, that runoff is, but, uh, we're, we're past the big push for sure. I just want to ask you, I mean, I, I think those markets are incredibly inefficient. And from what I've, I was told, I mean, when the, when both totals were adding up to 105, 110, uh, on the offers, I mean, so you can't, you just can't short one, uh, you know, uh, and do the, you know, take the opposite side and double amount. You, oh, no, you, can do the, you can do that. Now, I would say the only thing is, is it's, um, you know, it's like, is Tesla inefficiently priced? Probably. But does that mean it's going to go back to where it should be? Or is it going to keep going? Inefficient, perhaps, right. So, you know, like these, these markets where you could just buy no on both and make like a guaranteed five cents, right? So one, the commission does eat into that potential okay. a little bit, right? But yep. also, you, you know, they might just stay like that for months, right? Okay. So if anything, that becomes, that doesn't really become my game so much until like the very last minute where it's like, okay. okay, now I could get a guaranteed two pennies after commission just by no on, you know, both of these. And I should okay. have money in a few days from now, you know? So, so I, I do play that game, but but you're right. I mean, I think there are interesting pockets of inefficiency. So like right now, one thing that happens is when you when you see a market go all the way to almost 100%, you get like a little bubble at the bottom. Because if you think about it, like if you buy a share for two cents, that Trump is going to win. And you can flip it for four cents, yeah, you yeah. double your money for very little risk, right? Yes. So yeah. a lot okay. of times on election nights, and this really happened the most extreme on Saturday morning when they announced the Biden's results is Biden goes to like, I think he hit like 97% on most of the markets. He hit 99 on a few of them. I picked up Trump is going to win for one penny in a few spots. And then it just, it, I, I really was just felt so strongly it was going to do this. It bounces away from zero, you know, and it's probably a combination of people like me just taking a punt for like, let's see if I can turn two pennies into four or five it's probably a lot of profit taking like people who bought Biden's going to win at like 40 cents a few days earlier and he hits 97 and they just want to get out. Right. 
They don't want to wait an extra month to make that extra three cents, right? Um, but then you also probably have people who are like, wow, I could put $1,000 buying Trump at three cents and make so much money if I'm right. So you probably have these like, uh, you know, underdog long shot punters in there too. Right. Yeah, and true. The price reliably bubbles up. Now it's it's a little higher than I thought it'd be. I, it, if you had to guess what Trump is going to be right now, I, I bet you would underguess it. But right now, Trump's at like a fifteen percent chance of winning the election, like right now. Yeah, so, I looked at it. Yeah, I didn't wow. think it would bubble up that high. Um, yeah. and, and my guess is is that is overpriced. You know, not even basing that on anything in the news of it. I think is going to happen, but just the price action. Um, I suspect that is overpriced. And full disclosure, I am bet against that at the moment um you know i will be for at least a few days here this has been uh super insightful mike it's been great to catch up with you uh both before and after the election mike france thanks a lot for joining us today hey my pleasure thanks for having me guys all right uh let me bring on triple d here who is i think gotten out from his avalanche of trades this morning uh, let's see. There he is. Dennis, good morning. You're out from under the avalanche. Is that right? No, I'm buried. No? This is one of those days. Like yesterday was one of my best trading days of the year. And this, I was on the right side of the rotation. And today I thought I was sector hedged. I thought like, I was like, okay, you got to be careful in this environment with the rotation. So I'm like, I'm, I'm hedging cues with tech. I'm hedging state, you know, the, the reopening plays with IWM. And in this case, it is random walk. There is rotation within sectors. I've never seen that before. Yeah. I've been trading 21 years. I've never seen rotation within sectors. Um, so it is just completely random. I mean, yesterday they love Disney. Today they hate Disney. Um, you've got the IWM trading up 1.5%. Disney's down 2%. Yesterday it went in tandem with it. So they just break that down. Home Depot, they decided was a tech stock yesterday and they slammed it. Oh, how part of the whole. To today, though, today, Joel, it doesn't move with the Qs. Today, it's moving with the IWM. So they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, literally, the ARBs are all don't know what they're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing in this market right now. So if you're lost, don't worry. I've been trained 21 years. And today, I'm going to tell you that I am lost in this market. To figure out, you know, yesterday was the most vicious rotation I've ever seen, but it was somewhat, you know, it, it somewhat made sense because they were coming out of the stay-at-home plays and going in all the reopening. Today, they don't know what they want to do. Like I said, they loved Disney yesterday. Today, they decided, nope, Disney's Disney Plus, and we're going to go classify it over there. Yesterday, they loved Home, or they hated Home Depot. Today, they say, no, we like Home Depot again. It is just like random very 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 random today that's why like i couldn't do the first 40 minutes i'm trying to figure out patterns i'm trying to figure out what is what is the pattern here like i'm seeing the non-tech cues get killed despite everything else killed in the cues and then the cues killed too i mean sometimes you see the non-tech cues the 20 components like the starbucks and the mondelez Absolutely. they're yeah. getting hit harder than the cues which i've never seen before either so, and then you got like the Jets ETF. Look at the Jets ETF. You've got the only airline that is trading down substantially is American Airlines. Well, now they've all started to turn. But this morning you had UAL trading up and you had ALK trading up. And you had, you know, because Boeing had some good news too on the max. You had all the airlines trading up and the Jets is trading down. I'm like, I don't understand it. Now maybe they're playing catch up. So there's going to be a lot of stuff correcting here, I think, at the open when the real HFT ARBs all come in. But to, to try to like grasp the patterns of what's happening here in the pre-market today in 21 years, you know, you're talking 250 trading days a year times 21 years. So what is that? It's a thousand That's trading days every four years. You're talking about 5,000 trading days where I've been trading sitting here professionally. I have never seen rotation like this. Not even once, not during the tech bubble. Never. I trade every day. I trade patterns. I trade rotation. Today is completely random. Yesterday, you've seen, and the rotation was vicious yesterday, too. It was a great stat that uh, Stephanie Link tweeted out, and thanks to Spinner for pointing it out. Um, he's, uh, Stephanie said, yesterday saw the S&P 500 value uh, greater than the S&P growth by 4.5%. That was the widest example in its 25-year history. 
So the rotation was as vicious as it's ever been in its 25-year history from growth to value. And we saw that, you know, it was zoomed down 100 points or 80 points. And But today... I mean, it's just all over the place. They and don't you, know what to I, I know you're, I know you're, you know, you have different modes and stuff. Is this, are you near the mode where like, you just like, just get flat? I mean, I know you're going to try well, you to do that. The pre-market. Open, you right. you gotta, say, oh, you've got to wait till the open because liquidity is not there. You never just okay. get flat in the pre-market because right. you're in stocks that don't have a market. So you have to wait for it to open. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is one of those days. You chalk it up, and if you can scratch the day, it's a victory. It's one of those days. It's a learning experience. I've never seen rotation within, like I said, within sectors itself. So that's very weird. You know, it's a lot of just weird, weird stuff happening here today. But, you know, it's a learning experience, too. So, you know, I watch this, and I think, okay, if I could scratch this day and learn something new, the day is a, is a success, success story. Yeah, and that's the way I'm approaching it now. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I from last night, you know, I'm still slightly green. I'm hoping to scratch this day overall because I can see what's happening in the trend. I'm on the wrong side of a lot of trades. Um, so it's going to probably be a really ugly open for me, but um, you just got to look and you've got to learn from something. I mean, you learn the most when you lose. When you make money, you learn nothing. You learn nothing. People who have started in the last few months and been going in a bull market, and, and you're buying stocks are primarily long and you think you're the hero. I mean, this is the reality call that, you know, the market's giving a reality check to everyone. You know, if you're, you know, all on margin and Zoom or Peloton, you got a reality call yesterday. And it was deserved because the market um, is an educational tool and it's changing and evolving all the time. And you have to be able to identify those relationships. Can identify you, can you expand are. on what you mean by rotation within sectors? I'm just seeing some stocks like, like Pepsi example? getting rocked. Pepsi, it's probably because it's part of the queues. And, you know, you're seeing other stocks like, it, it's, it's like, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating to a certain extent. Most of the banks Coke are is up, flat. But, Coke is but, flat. But I mean, Coke is flat and Pepsi's down a buck 57. Yeah. And there's no news on it. Mondelez is because it's part of the queues. It's getting rocked. But usually these non-tech queues don't respond to the queues. So that's weird in itself too. And I'm seeing, like like I was saying, you know, I'm seeing Home Depot, which was getting rocked yesterday along with the NASDAQ, having a relief rally today. Um, Lowe's is the same thing. So it's like, okay, we're going to decouple that relationship that we just created yesterday. There's never been a relationship between Home Depot and Qs. There was one created yesterday and they completely decouple it here today. I mean, you got Abbott Labs trading down in the red. You've got other drug stocks like Pfizer is just ripping higher. I don't know if they came out with more drug news here, but Pfizer's got $3 million to buy on, a, on an imbalance. It's indicated open at 42 bucks, which would put it at its highest. I don't think yeah. it's going to open that high, no. but in this market, who the hell knows? I mean, it was a gift yesterday. It's giving you the second gift here today. But you know, people are saying, are you loading up your portfolio? Are you buying all these tech stocks? I mean, there's so much weird stuff happening here. This is the kind of market where you just protect capital. You protect capital. And yes, you can, you know, if you're all cash, nibble on some stocks you got a stock a level you like nibble on some stocks but just remember when you're jumping into the zooms and the pelotons of the world i know pelotons trading higher because of beyonce but um but but when you really look you know when you when you're in these stocks what are you buying you gotta look you know at a certain point if you're having your fastly moment in all these stocks what i mean by that is the stock can fall 50 percent a month well zoom just fell 10 percent. could it fall down to 250 you're absolutely right it could. Is it going to? Well, that depends on what the headline, the next headline is on the vaccine. I mean, if we're coming out of COVID, if we're out of COVID. If COVID's gone in a year, Zoom is not a $400 stock. It's a $100 stock. If, if COVID's going to be with us for the rest of our lives, maybe Zoom's a $1,000 stock. I mean, it's all totally dependent on COVID. What, can I just want to go back to, um, so we're, you were trading at 645 yesterday, AM, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So we are below that level now. Where on the where spy. we yeah on the spy yeah, we gave it all back. We gave it all back, and last night, last night last night we saw the we saw the overnight low in the S and P's. We went down. We we did a round trip, and to me that says the the the, the big money is not a believer 
in the news that we've gotten the last couple of days. Well, or at least it's going to take longer. I mean, why it gives it all back. We're in the red today. I mean, I, I'm just I'm trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Well, I, I think know. they are a believer, Joel. I think it's the fact that the, the techs just got so wrecked and the indexes are all tech. So, you know, okay. we've been hiding in tech because we have, you know, we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. We all of a sudden saw the light at the end of the tunnel for COVID. And I don't know, it's 90 people in the bloody trial. You know, you don't even know if it's going to, you know, work out here yet. No, I mean, no, no. It, it, up really good. it was a bigger trial than that. I thought it was 90 people. Somebody said, no, no, the Pfizer, how many people uh, were in it? The Pfizer trial was big. Uh, how many people were in it? Let me go. Does back somebody to- know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I heard 90 people. I'm look it up. I'm going back to yesterday. Uh, it was maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe somebody's told me wrong. I think I it was a little, it yeah, it was it was uh it was a study with uh a little over 43,500 people. Okay, so it was a lot of people. I don't know what I heard about this night. Maybe it was in Novavax or something that I heard that. But, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was a uh, Okay, so that's legit. Yeah. So anyways, regardless of the point, you know, I think we got light at the end. The market's saying we got light at the end of the tunnel. I, we were saying that yesterday. That's why, you know, I did the whole rotation from 645 for 15, 20 minutes. All I did was sell tech stocks and buy reopening stocks. But that trade got ridiculous yesterday. It got just stupid. There was 22 stocks up more than 20%. Darden restaurants tried to make a new all-time high. I mean, it just got dumb. So now what happens? You know, we, obviously we had blow off tops and all of these stocks, you know, and a lot of stocks in the S&P. Uh, on the reopening ones even and then the tech continues to get wrecked this morning so what do you do are you blowing up tech and saying okay well that's where everybody's hiding still it's still crowded you gotta crowd that trade you gotta uncrowd that trade is it do it in one day probably not so i didn't buy anything yesterday all i did was sell anything i had that was like iwm related that's what i was doing yesterday in my longer term stuff for the most part though i'm just trading i mean there's gonna be chop there's going to be, a, you know, you just got to trade the chop. And the fade trade, believe it or not, despite some stocks being up 20%, if you were fading that open, you were making a lot of money. Because some of these stocks just opened just stupidly. Like, I mean, stock opening up 20, like there are in restaurants hitting, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, the stock's trading at one time up 25%. Come on. You know, is it worth 25% more today? Is it now? Okay, Darden Restaurants, Olive Garden, obviously, you're talking about. Is this, you know, really an all-time high here? We're all going back right away to eat at Olive Garden, like Joel says, immediately. You know, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. So, anyways, bottom line is there's wicked rotation going on, and there's a lot of unknowns happening here. So, small is kind of key here. And one thing I did right last night when I was putting on all my wrong side of positions is I stayed kind of small because it's still an environment that is not normal. And when you get into environments that you're not understanding as well, trade smaller. So when you're on the wrong side, you don't get killed. Going all in on margin on Zoom, going all in on margin on Peloton here because you think it's going back up to those highs is, is, is just dumb, in my opinion. You want to take a flyer? You want to buy some calls? You want to take a flyer and throw us a little bit of money at Zoom? It could bounce. Nobody knows. Zoom could be 500 next month. It could be 300 next month. It all depends on how this trial goes. But if the trials go well, that Zoom trade is going to come off. You know what's so if you really believe in, you know, Pfizer study and we're going to get out of this, you're not buying Zoom. You know what's interesting is like all, all the stocks that popped yesterday, you know, the, the good side of the trade, they gave those gains back. But the stocks that were punished, they didn't reverse. <laughs> they just kept on going. It but, did. I know. That, that, it's that, such a weird tape. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm just like, you know, you can tell I'm just like, I'm very flustered with the day because I don't understand it. I don't mind losing money when I understand what I did wrong. But when I'm losing money and I don't understand what I did wrong, like I I was, I was hedged within sectors last night. Like Disney IWM has a positive relationship. Disney's down two and a half percent. IWM is up one and a half percent. I'm getting blown out for 4% there. That's the worst blowout I've ever had on that trade overnight without news, without news. I mean, and there's, you know, maybe there's somebody will find some headline, but I mean, there's no significant news there, at least that I saw. Um, unless, is there significant news on Disney? I didn't see any news on Disney. Uh, well, significant specific. they are furloughing more workers at, 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 um, uh, at Disneyland and. That's, they do that every day. I, was, I, was I did that last week. I was, was going to make, 
I was gonna, they, they had a headline about um, their streaming rights in, in, in India for cricket. I was going to make a joke there, but no, there was no significant headline that would impact. It's anything. just rotation. There's so much rotation and price is unknown for all these stocks. You know, like why is Pepsi trading down two bucks today? We're all of a sudden decided we don't like Pepsi, you know, and why did it get killed yesterday if Pepsi is being sold in all these restaurants that are supposedly reopening? You know, it's not a stock. It was not a stock that's really been rallying wicked. It's a stock that doesn't do anything. Look at the move in Pepsi yesterday, Joel. I mean, this is a stock that trades like 50 cents dollar ranges. It doesn't move a lot. And then you look at it yesterday, it opens up six bucks, which is just dumb. Four bucks, just dumb and too much. And then it gives it all back, the entire gain. And now it's down another $2. So, you know, so you're saying everybody's going to drink more Pepsi. We're going out to the restaurants. We're going to be drinking our pop in our restaurants. Well, the market's saying no. In this case, it's saying no. But in other cases, it's saying, yeah, you know, like we're, we're looking at, you know, Cheesecake Factory. And actually, it's reversed now, too. I'm looking at the IWM. And I'm trying to understand what the hell's up. Like, okay, so you got the banks, you got some pharma. So the banks have given it back here, too. I'm trying to just like. You know what I think happened yesterday? I think just it's just been such a weird year, right? Uh, what happened in March, you know, the, the break, the rally. I think. When I, I and obviously it takes big money to have the kind of moves that we had yesterday, right? I just think it, that you know, fund managers, hedge funds, people are like, Oh my god, I've had the most incredible year. And some of these stocks, these are at outrageous prices. I'm shutting it down for the year. I, I'm, I'm selling, I'm getting flat, I'm locking in my bonus, and that's what I'm going to do. I because to have that kind of movement and it just they're, they're like, hey, we're not out of the COVID yet. We don't know who the pre, you know, officially who the president is. There's so many unknowns out there, and we're gonna go up, you know, uh, you know, sixteen hundred Dow points on something that, yeah, it's ninety percent efficient. We don't know we're gonna get all the, you know, all the people that are gonna be having. You got people saying that they're not even gonna take the dose. Oh, right? I, the Twitter yeah. polls are saying 60% of people yeah. are going to take so it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, we already made you the guinea pig on that, Joel. I'm scared of COVID. It. I'm scared of the vaccine, well, too. Actually, yeah. actually I'd like to do a quick survey in the chat. Put a one in there if you are willing to take the, this uh, this vaccine, if it ever gets approved and distributed. And two, if you're not going to take the vaccine. Uh, the, the three of us are all kind of undecided, right? I'm and scared. I, and, and I can't say I blame anyone for being on. I, I mean, I'm not anti-vax but there's a reason these things take it's it mixed four yeah. years it's mixed man yeah, yeah. and I, I can't say i blame anyone uh now they're all getting uh blocked by youtube but uh why because youtube is youtube but uh yeah a lot of mixed uh and youtube they must have like four or five people just just to no. watch our show no. uh and so that's the other part of this equation is you got to actually get that get the you got to get it. They got to manufacture it. It has to be distributed. And I, I just think, and I know the people are saying, yeah, it's too early for the year end trade, but I mean, you know, that, how, how hard is it going to be for the market to get back up to yesterday's levels? Number one, the people that bought on the way down. It's got to be a tech turn. It's too heavy. Yeah, exactly. What are yeah. the top five components of the S&P? Apple. Uh, it's down one percent. The market's down 0.3 percent. Microsoft, don't, don't, not, not comparing. Just bring them up. Apple, Mike, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. It's tech. Tech gets wrecked. S and P's go down. So and the and the S and P was rallying so. yesterday because you had such vicious 20 percent up moves. So here's you know you had 20 percent up moves in in, in 22 S and P components. That was making up the slack. Those stocks aren't going up 20% every day to continue to make up the slack. So until tech turns around, the S&P will inevitably start to show weakness. These these smaller companies will not make it up. They will not make up the difference every day because they're not going up 20% every day. So now you're left with, okay, you know, we bought Darden restaurants up 25 points yesterday. Well, we're not buying up 25 more today. So if Apple wants to continue to go down, the markets are going to go down with it. This is still the S and P is still based on S and P is still the S and P and it's tech. And you had JP Morgan drop out of it, which was a, one of the top 10 components. Maybe that's going to sneak back in, but even I gave you those, uh, those top five and I combined the Googles, 
You know what else snuck in there uh, at number nine? Um, NVIDIA. Can Berkshire still be there? No, NVIDIA. Yeah, Berkshire's still there. After Facebook, it goes Berkshire, J&J, Procter & Gamble, NVIDIA, and Visa. So I don't know. I didn't check after the shakeup shakeup today. Uh, But, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's... When I look at my screen and I see those those five stocks in the in the red, it deep in the red, it's it mathematically it says you shouldn't be long the market. It, it's just such a wicked market here right now, like um, from a, the rotation perspective. And I mean, you're on the right side of the rotation. Like yesterday, if you were long all these really opening stocks, you're feeling awesome. So a little bit to do, you know. You take Kramer's barbell approach that he's been talking about. You need some reopening and you need some tech stocks if you're mixed yesterday you're you're kicking some butt um i'm mostly long tech like i, I would say i'm definitely heavy tech in my long-term portfolio so my long-term portfolio would have got whacked yesterday but it was one of my better trading days for the simple reason that i identify the rotation early but i mean that's what you've got to do as a trader you got to identify and it will turn i mean we will see a bounce in tech probably today because usually these things get to like this point and they're going to have a snapback rally because let's be honest the Q's are 299 yesterday we just sold off. We just, you know, literally gave back. We had a ridiculous rally Biden before, and we've given back over half of it. There's people lurking beneath. There's probably going to be a turnaround in tech, I would think, today, probably after the open. They're going to wash them out at the open. We'll take them down for the first 10 minutes and really wash people out and then probably rebound it. That's what the textbook would say. And you're already seeing it. I mean, Peloton's holding up. You're seeing some of these tech stocks hold up a lot better than they did yesterday. So it's not a complete tech record, even though obviously when you compare the IWM to the QQQs, you're like, holy cow, you're blowing out another 3% here this morning. But I'd say if I'm, you know, just, you know, not, we don't give investment advice, but the way I'm approaching the day is I'm going to be trying to identify and watch for the rotation because the rotation is wicked right now. And if you can identify it early, you start to see your leaders start to turn green, start pick up the laggards in tech. If it still continues to roll over, I won't put that trade on. So, you know, obviously market's all about timing, but watch those leaders because they'll be an indicator of whether, you know, where we want to go. All right. Uh, we had a, covered a lot on today's show. I want to remind everyone that today is a really big day for Benzinga events. We've got a Benzinga trading bootcamp and the Benzinga FinTech Awards. You can go to Benzinga bootcamp.com or benzingafintechawards.com to learn more about each of those events happening virtually today. Dennis, thanks for stopping by with us. I know you had a crazy morning and a crazy night. We appreciate that. We appreciate all the participation in our chats. Hit the like button. Show us the love there. We really, really, really appreciate likes. And please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day and And uh, good luck out there. It's some weird markets. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.